everybody, and welcome back to another one-on-one session with me, uh, Alex Anil. Hello, it's me, your best friend. Uh, well, I am now. I've decided. And my best friend and yours, my partner in podcast, Brian Nobish and Jackson. Hello, sir. Is this where I should just, like, just drop that moniker? I mean, no no one can fucking get that name right anyway, so... Like, honestly. Bro, honestly. Dro- right now. Drop. Right now. Right now. Should I... Right now? I mean, you, you dropped Rational Passions Podcast, and you're <laughs> dropping your name. Uh, well, the, here's the thing. If you are, you're going to come back on IPP again, like, well, who would you be? Would you just be Brian? I mean, could it be? I'm, I'm asking a question. I'm asking you. It's a, it's always your decision. I'm, I'm, I'm literally asking you. <laughs> I like Navishin. I, I like that. You, you see? I like you see? how it sounds. See, that's, that was a test, Alex, and you passed. Oh, my God. See? It's just like you ask me about your hair like every week, and I'm like, yeah, Oh, sure. my God, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Shit. I'm glad I passed the test. My partner in podcast, Brian Navishin. I like also the whole... I like saying Brian Nobishin Jackson as your intro and then just calling you Nobishin the rest of the time. There's, there's a special flair to it. It took me a while to to do that, if you remember correctly. Mm. But once I got there, I, I've I've grown to really appreciate it. Mm. Um, but yeah, you, you're back from the dead. You died for like a week. <laughs> and then you were like, all right, well, hey, we're still going to do this. And you came up with a, a nifty, I mean, everybody already knows it because they're looking at it right now. He came up with a nifty little name for it, and I just immediately fell in love with it. It's one of those things, like, when you hear it, it's just like, oh, that's perfect. I, and it doesn't have to fully make sense, but it just does. Uh, what is the name, Navishin? Wait, what? <laughs> it's, pa- it's Patch Notes, dude. Oh, right. Yes. That thing. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's patch notes. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I literally got distracted by like Dan Riker. I, I just saw a tweet. Dan Riker just went to drive an hour away to get some Mountain Dew. I mean, you got to desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> I'll put this away. <laughs> Pay attention. Please, please put that away. It's patch notes. Hello, welcome to patch notes. Patch that's notes. the name of this. That's that's it. We got it. It's a great name. Mm. I even kept it a secret from the editorial guys because I was like, oh, I just want to surprise you with how good a name it is. Mm. Um, but here, we're, we're, it's you and me. We're just going to talk about stuff. We're still going to do this. Probably not as often as my expectation, but it's new year, new us, mm. new day. Um, I guess they broke up, actually. Did they? I don't know. I don't. You know, I don't. I'm not the person. That's just everybody was upset about that on Twitter for one day. I mean, they, they do um, a podcast together, so I'm assuming they. Yeah, some... I mean, they they probably still hang out. They just like can't wrestle together or something because Dad said no or whatever. However, wrestling works. Um, you and me, we're we're gonna talk about 2020. This is what you want to talk about. Hmm. Just the the big games, the big things that happened. Um, hopefully, somewhat truncated. I feel like you and I could probably talk about 2020 for about three to four days, actually. Um, but uh, a lot of good video games came out th- that year. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of really good ones. Um, and uh, a lot of stuff happened. There was a global pandemic. Yeah, that happened. Sure, but I, uh, you know, it's honestly impressive how many great video games still happened in spite of all of us being at home for seventy-five percent of that year. <laughs> uh, and I mean that earnestly. There's, there's really just top to bottom. I mean, two consoles came out. Uh, so, uh, probably more, there were probably like other, like, you know, like some Neo Geo console came out or something, uh, something like that. So yeah, it was a, it was a big year. 
How are you feeling on it, in the video games terms? Obviously, uh, all other terms. Let's leave out of here mm. for now. Uh, as far as 2020 video games? Yeah. Um, as far as the games that came out, like, um, I don't know, like, um, it definitely wasn't, like, the most stellar year for me personally. Um, there's, like, been, like, maybe a few. Like, there was, like, one, you know, standout for me the entire year. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously, but, like, um, I don't know, man. Like, um, like, I, like, I felt like it did all right because, like, you know, like I, I'm not an Animal Crossing person, and like um, Cyberpunk, I still need to like wait till like I, I actually want to play that game. So like, um, um, but you know, I still had like certain games, like obviously Persona and like Final Fantasy VII and um, Last of Us to a certain extent. So like, um, there's games that really spoke to me, and even like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I'm a game I'm I'm personally not the highest on, but like it was like honestly like one of the best games I played this year. And like it, it, it's it's a it's a game where it's like um, which I keep saying like over and over again. It's like um, it's it's a weird game where it's like it's I know there is controversy one way or another, but like it feels like a game that's like has zero controversy, and this is just like a video game as video game. Comparatively, you could say <laughs> like you know it's it's very it has its kind of imperialistic look on on Japan and and this kind of very different time and and this also like pro nationalist ideas in there um and that is such a a weird lens for a western studio to to depict to japan but you know in the grand scheme of all of the sony games and all the controversy of video games just in general like i don't know i'd i'd rather have that conversation (laughs) than the other ones you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like the the shit in God of War I just flash back to that like I feel like it was a big deal that nobody that I I saw only only people that you know you and I have talked about like uh, critiques of God of War it's a treatment of women and like I was like why aren't more people talking about this I'm sure a lot of people probably felt the same way about the Ghost of Tsushima stuff not enough though yeah if there if there I is. mean there. I'm sorry, go ahead. There was a lot going on, to be fair. <laughs> I think that was part of it, too. Yeah, because, like, um, I, I feel like it, as, as a grand scope of thing, like, like in a bigger picture type of thing, because, like, um, um, I believe, like, Famitsu, um, yes, it was Famitsu, like, it's uh, one of their, like, their few, like, perfect rated games um, for um, Japanese games, because, like, it, it's so different from what they see. And it's, like, because it, it's, like, um, if they get a game something like this, it always has to follow the... Uh, pretty much the anime um aesthetic for it and like um and like as long as and with with that aesthetic goes with the tropes as well so it's like um actually getting like you know not pretty looking men for i mean jin sakai is a hot looking dude but like you know he's a very handsome man but he's no like (laughs) like, k-popper or something like that you you know yeah Yeah, and it's not just about him like all the all the female samurai that he meet like how you know, organic of a world, it, it feels like. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I to- totally. It's an interesting game. It, and plus, like, I still think it's cool that they added that whole multiplayer thing, like, five months later. Yeah, of course. And, like, um, and, for, and to kind of cover my ass a little bit, <laughs> like, uh, uh, a part of me saying, like, there's no controversy in this game, like, I, I meant that more of, like, as a grand scope thing, because, like, I, I talked to Ian about it, and, like, he has some friends from Japan who are, like, saying, like, uh, it, it's more of, like, you know, like, um, kind of, like, like a perfect example is like kind of how I felt about like um 
uh Doki Doki Ranger Club where it's like um you know, sure yeah. yeah you and I both yeah where it was just like ugh, this this just feels like it's it's trying too hard when it probably isn't but like that's just generally how I felt about it type of thing and like um and I he, and Ian actually knows um certain people who felt that way about Ghost of Tsushima so you know Sure, yeah. I, and I think it really does depend on how much you're exposed to kind of that, that amount of content, right? I think if you... there There's like a fine balance of like if you're overexposed enough, uh, there is like an appreciation for the satire that like something like Doki Doki Literature Club does. Or like me thinking I've watched every Marvel movie some many more than once and the appreciation I have for like one punch man and like the level of satire that has on that, that kind of material and stuff. Um, but then there's like the, the other two signs of like overexposed so much that you're like, I've even seen this done before, or even this is just not working for me. That's how, for example, I feel about GTA five mm-hmm. or South park. Um, and, and then there's the underexposed where you just don't get it. Right. So I, I feel like you just kind of thread the needle enough that you can kind of get in line with what they're trying to pull out of you. And that's tough. It's 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 I it's we're seeing so many more different types or things try to find that balance with di- very different genres. And I think this year especially we saw just what a what a wide swath of different kinds of weird video games we saw from like Half-Life Alex to Hades to Last of Us to Persona 5 Royal, you know, like everybody kind of doing a lot of different stuff simultaneously. Mm-hmm. That's, pr- I guess, maybe why I was so stoked for the year. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is a good example, though. I, th- I feel like that's that's a game I wonder how many people are going to talk about it in the next couple of years. Like it's so, you know, it's so interesting, dude, because it's, like, it's, it's definitely one of those like... Um... Uh, game critics versus like the people who um like the, the everyone else's I guess you would say <laughs> the game yeah. the game enthusiast versus like um or the games media versus like the game enthusiast versus like normal people who play it basically because like because yeah. like Katie played um Ghost of Tsushima and like it's literally one of her favorite games of all time she one hundred percented that game like three times I think um mm-hmm. just because just because she loved it so much and she, like she got the platinum for it um when we were playing um the the multiplayer like she was like so heavily into it and like like I said we were um and I said on on another show like we were raid ready for that's that game kind of surprising for me like knowing just some of the games that she's like a hundred percent in mm-hmm. like that's cool that's really cool yeah. And it's like it, it just really spoke to her because like she obviously like like I guess like one of the reasons was like she was supposed to go to Japan in 2020 but like that didn't happen. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. And like um, you know just being in that world and like um, and she's into like Assassin's Creed and like games such as that. So like um, you know like when I when I asked her her games of the year like as far as, far as like where she would rank them um, like at her five she's like Ghost of Tsushima is like way number one it was like Animal Crossing and then like Last of Us and then it was like Valhalla it didn't yeah. cyberpunk so damn yeah I and I that's like that's the thing like it, it, it's the idea of like Marvel movies get like sevens out of tens but millions of people see them mm-hmm. right like I want to get there, you know, <laughs> like I want to that like movies have found it right. Like where it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's just fun. We're just here to have fun. Like it doesn't have to be a 10 guys. Like just we, 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 if you play Avengers, like if you played 120 hours of Avengers, you probably know better than anyone. It's not a 10, but you might've loved your time with mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you know, like 
I think that's great. I, you know, I played dozens, hundreds of hours of Splunky 2 this year, and they're, they're still, like, fine-tuning that game. And, and I've, I've definitely seen improvements, but I don't regret any of the time. Like, I, I don't, I haven't, I think I talked about this on the podcast once. Maybe never. I'll tell you this. I, there was a window between two patches. It was a, it was a weekend where they patched the game, and it, Unfortunately, one of the bugs that they introduced with the patch was that trophies couldn't unlock. Hmm. Uh, and in that weekend, I beat the true final boss and didn't get the trophy for it. <laughs> um, and then they patched it again on Monday. It was it was something like that. It was probably two days apart. Maybe not this Friday, Monday, but it said trophies. The only note in the patch note was trophies are now enabled again. And I never beaten it again <laughs> so like you know like that's what a, i am probably in point zero 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 one percent of players that that happened to right i might even be the only one right like that that the window as small as anything that that game existed in and i beat it in that way so in the game there's like a like a the doorway to when you go into the tunnel, just like in Splunky one, they're little gems that unlock if you beat it in certain ways. So I have the one for beating it the special way, but I don't have the trophy and it's, I, I might be the only person that's happened to like, how crazy is that? Like, you know, so, so maybe you could argue like that makes that game not a 10 or whatever, or, you know, somebody would, I wouldn't, I'm not one of those guys as you know. So like, I don't know. I just, it's, it's fascinating. <laughs> Video games are fascinating. I, I forget what got us on that tangent. But <laughs> Avengers play. You can you can enjoy something for hundreds of hours, and it doesn't have to be perfect. You can love something more than a ten if it's a seven, because it's a ten to you, and that's what matters. You know? Right. I think we all got to just get there. <laughs> we this last year, twenty twenty, nobody agreed with that sentiment at all, and I think everybody needs to just take a minute and get themselves there because we're going to talk about games that have problems and stuff, and like I mean, we're going to talk about games that you like and I don't like, for for example. Right. Um, but but like that's fine, <laughs> you know. It's it's cool, everybody. It's cool. I'm not going to be upset that dozens hundreds of people that i love and respect like the last of us part two and i don't it's fine i'm like totally okay with it it's just the way it goes sometimes uh and i think it's more interesting for it so um what do you, what do you where do you want to start what, what video games do you want to start well let me actually say real quick because you kind of talked about some of your games um i will say like for me this year uh a lot of surprises obviously um a lot of known quantities as well um i'm like it's both I'm I'm very happy to say but it's also like a little it's just a very very teeny bit disappointing to say like Persona 5 Royal and uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake hit just like I wanted them to right like <laughs> nailed it cool that's exact. I got exactly what I wanted from both of those and you know I had high, very high hopes for Persona 5 Royal so when it like actually achieved that and even went a little bit above that um, I was very happy, and and Final Fantasy VII remake was a slow burn. I had to play through it twice before I really, really fell in love with it. But even still, I I'm happy that I got there with it. Um, but I also had like, you know, I had Splunky Two, which I didn't know. I was I, I was, I thought it might come out this year, but I wasn't. You know, I wasn't sure. Um, that could have like easily been a January game. It felt to me. Uh, and then I got it. I loved it. I loved it more than I could have imagined. That was another one that, like, pretty much just hit for me, save for that extremely specific <laughs> issue that happened. 
Um, but then I had like something like Hades, which I thought I would like, but ended up like thinking like, well, it's not Splunky too. And then like, in spite of myself, kind of loving it in a in an equally as special but like different way. Right. Um, by the end of it, and spending over a hundred hours with it, you know, like one hundred and ten hours is what my Switch does with that game, which I, I honest to God, did not expect. Um, so yeah, it, it's been it, it was a twisty turvy year. Uh, and uh, I had a lot of fun just playing different games in it. So now, where do you want to start? I mean, we gotta start with the first game of the year, the first game, significant game that came this, out this year, or at least for you. The best because it wasn't for me. One of the, the <laughs> one of my top fifteen games of the year, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. <laughs> I haven't forgotten this. Like I know, I have thought about like, damn, January was a long ass time ago. But I, I you know, like I. I put 76 hours into this game. I like I just booted it up and looked at my game time relatively recently and it's like yeah, I you know, this DLC that they added to that game that I, I intend on playing at some point that is like the the two Dragon Ball Super movies mm-hmm. or the they're Dragon Ball Z movies, but you know what I mean. Um and I want to see that stuff at some point. Um and you know, I, I went back and I played a little bit to see if it like ran a little better on Series X, which it doesn't. Um, and because it, it's rough <laughs> in subspace, it's a little bit better, but um, and it, I'm like, oh yeah, this game's like a Tales game, like that's how the combat kind of works. It kind of plays like Tales of Graces or Tales of Berse- um, Berseria, okay. uh, which are the two games that I like the least, I would say, but but even still, like it, it has the transformations and stuff. It's like, this is a charming game. I, I still think I want all anime to do this it's the whole dragon ball z saga minus like literally the final fight but i don't give a shit i know you do and rightfully so but, <laughs> but i don't um because because like i just wanted to get the the boo stuff in there and like there's a lot more to the boo stuff than like they introduced new mechanics and the way the those characters play at the end were different than what i expected it was a lot of fun i was like oh you know they're still kind of surprising me at the end here and that's fun um that game's good. People should play it. I'm good. If they- <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's fair. If I'm just saying, if there was like a Naruto equivalent, yeah. I would buy it in a heartbeat. Ultimate Ninja Storm, a- dude. Yeah, and I bought four of those games <laughs> and played them all back to back. And it was like essentially that, but it was like different games, so the mechanics changed between things. I was like, eh. The last one was the best one, but it also didn't have an overworld, which was lame. But, you know, like, like that's what I liked about Kakarot. It was like, you had the overworld, you had a little side quest you could do. There was, like, a consistency through the whole narrative. Um, it made me, honestly, like, I would really love a Dragon Ball one of those games. Not Dragon Ball Z, but a Dragon Ball one of those games. Because mm. I feel like you could kind of tighten it in. You know, it wouldn't be as much flying. You'd be kind of running around and, and talking to people more. It'd be more interesting. But... Yeah, I, I just I, I think that format is perfect for an anime game, like an RPG where you play through the story, you get stronger, you level up, you have a skill tree, you get the skills that those characters get as they progress in their story. You know, it fits. So do it again, do it again, CyberConnect. Mm. <laughs> um, what other, was there any other games really on? I feel like not really in January. Not in January, right? 
Um, like the only other significant game, um, none of us near you I played was like, you know, it's a talking point, I guess. Um, is uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah. Bummerville. Yeah. Two thumbs down. I don't, but, like, I mean, that's like one of those things that like that came and went and like after, you know, the world got destroyed or whatever. But like, um, like, I don't even know they actually addressed this like afterwards type of thing. Like, I don't know if like, cause I, I'm pretty sure they made good. And it's like, it's always one of those things where like, we're all in for like, oh, this is like bad. You shouldn't do this. And like, uh, you know, letting them know, hey, you fucked up type of thing. But like, did they ever redeem themselves from this? I have no idea. Yeah, I know Tony talked about it on the on IP podcast uh, sometime not over the summer, but maybe in the fall. Like he went to play mods, and they're like, uh, you know, like Dota or something. I think he was playing. Sai. It, w- it was some very specific thing. I can't remember what it was, but um, he said it wasn't like perfect, but it was you know he had they they closed OG Warcraft 3 so you have to use Reforged right. to play the mods even but he said that in the modded area you could still use the old visuals so most of it was just old school Warcraft stuff I think that was disabled at start so maybe they at least changed that back to how it was mm-hmm. yeah because I remember that was like um, a whole funk about like um mods being like um like i know like the biggest thing was like um if you like use a mod and like um basically make a new dota make a new game that's kind of like a dota type of thing out of this like you can't make any money off of that it's all but um blizzard's money so i didn't i just thought the main thing i remember from that yeah i i wonder where that game is at now january 2021 yeah but i'll ask tony on the next podcast get an update okay um let's see february grand blue fantasy versus game i packs happened uh, in february yeah, you can talk about that but like uh grand blue fantasy versus is something i i do want to be it i bought i wanted to get since day one actually but i was always waiting for like a price drop that game never dropped down in fucking price unless you get a physical which i'm not i can't do that anymore so like <laughs> i'm just waiting for like a digital sale but it never happens so i, I'm, I continue to wait and then it'll eventually i like, get in there's already like the first season already out and the second season already started so it's like fuck this i'm gonna get put more than 60 dollars into this anyway but like i'm being stubborn about it but whatever it's fine yeah mike really liked this game he we got code for it and he he played a lot of it so um dark Souls genesis came out in february i played half of that game i really want to finish it because i actually really like it did you ever it's get a through slow start three? though no mm. i think i would play that game now though because the frame rate was what was roughest on it, and I think Series X probably would just smooth that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you this, Nabishin, just you and me. for the, Well, and everyone listening to this podcast, we'd probably like Barrett uh, and Nicole Humphrey. <laughs> um, shout out to you, too. Um, I, on here, on this, this list of video games, the Kingdom Hearts games came to Xbox One, and then I, maybe w- when they came out, or at least soon after they, they went to Game Pass, maybe that was over the summer, um, over the last month, I've played and completed every Kingdom Hearts game on Xbox, right. uh, including Chain of Memories, including Birth by Sleep, including Dream Drop Distance, including 2.8. I don't know why you watched... do that. Because, like, he openly I, I said even, you do I not even... like Chain of Memories, and then, like, just, oh, I'll just went through it again. Like, okay, fine. Okay. I <laughs> even watched the end of Coded, and I watched most of 
358 over two days again. I had finally watched the added cutscene that they added to that, oh. which was a, a, a fight. Yeah, um, yeah, that's literally all it was. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I was like, I appreciate that this is here now because it was really awkward when it wasn't. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did all of it. I didn't watch back cover. Um, that's still fresh in my mind. <laughs> and I'm currently playing through Kingdom Hearts 3 on Xbox. Uh, why am I like this? Who am I? What's wrong with me? <laughs> These are all great questions. Uh, and I don't need to answer them. But here's the thing. I was skipping all the cutscenes. I literally just played them all. Just played them all. Except I, I, I watched the cutscenes of one. Uh, and then I just, you know, burned through Chain of Memories. Burned through two. Did a hundred percent at all of them. No, I'm just, I don't want you to think like that. I didn't do anything in these games. I played on proud and everything except for chain of memories. I played through on easy because I'm a free man. Now I don't, I don't have the, the shackles of my ego holding me back <laughs> <laughs> thinking that I need to proud my way through that game. I don't, it's just, it's a good story and it's fine to just play it. Um, but I skipped my way through, but I played them all. I don't know what's wrong with me. I hundred. I beat Terra. I got it to level ninety nine. Nice. Beat all the organization fights. Uh, I try. I didn't do one hundred percent birth by sleep because I never do. But I did try and beat the the unknown figure fight. And I at least beat the Venus Remnant, which I had not done in a very long time. Mm. Um. But yeah, I'm a psychopath. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, that you can go check the achievements on that if you want. If you want to fact check me, they're all there. I promise you. Um, uh, Dreams came out in February. It did. Man, I wish people were still talking about that game. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's so funny too. Like I, I fired it up a couple times, but like, um, you know, like I, I had it. I, I was the, I was in the early access type of thing, just because you know it was there. So fucking, you know, that's just the me mentality. <laughs> Am I going to play this game? Yeah. Not really, but like we'll see. Um, messed around with the online stuff, um, and I thought I was like, yeah, that's cool. But it like it's always the, it's always the thing. Um, I remember Kevin saying this on um, a kind of funny um, games daily or something like that when he was just when they were, they were just talking about dreams. It's like, oh, so these are just like not as well made games, just put together type of thing, and it's like. It's 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 a very like insistent way of saying it, but it's like that's kind of what it is type of thing. Yeah, it's it's the six or seven that are well made that I think are what you come to dreams for. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's certainly a game that I'm excited to see like one year later, February 2021. Boot up dreams. What's going on? That is that is something I would absolutely love to see. I will say like the uh, the campaign for it, though I haven't beaten it yet. Um, which I really need to. The campaign in it is it's really fucking good. It's, it's, it's a sight to behold. I I really truly believe that. Um, though I haven't beaten, but yeah, uh, I need to go back to do that. But like, um, I think it's called Art's Dream or something like that. But like, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. like visually and like you know you you know what's happening because like or you understand like the minutia of what makes dreams type of thing. So you're seeing like this stuff, you know like me and michael made this stuff and it's like oh wow this is so interesting so cool and i could i could do that if i was ever motivated to do something like that i was like that's that's fucking awesome type of thing so you know yeah and i i haven't played it yet you know i haven't bought dreams i want to i should and that's a game that should be natively on ps5 that should have been there day one in my opinion Mm. but whatever i guess hopefully media molecule is is maybe either working on that version of that game with with more stuff maybe more tools or uh, are 
making something else <laughs> and and not like all getting laid off. Um, uh, uh, real quick, also, I, I, I wanted to talk about yeah. um, Street Fighter Five Championship Edition or Champion Edition. Oh yeah, um, because this, I mean, like it was clear as fucking day that like, this was supposed to be the end of Street Fighter Five, and like. There was, no, there was nothing after this. It was like they were putting all the DLC on this thing. This is like your game, your game of the game of the game of the year edition type of thing. It has everything in this game. So like, and everyone accepted that. And then it was like a few months later, um, Capcom just suddenly announced like, "Hey, we're going to do a whole other season of Street Fighter Five. And it's like, "Oh wow!" So like, um, you know, we're thinking like, you know, like in a year or two that like street fighter six would be like, you know, like right around the corner type of thing. Like they're already working on it and stuff like that and stuff like, and like, um, you know, we're getting ready to like move on from this, um, chapter of street fighter. But now, um, with the new season, which, which almost clearly feels like it was something like they weren't planning for. And then like, um, around like, I think this, they announced this around the summer. Um, cause it showed Dan around like, I think July or August or something like that around Evo. Or what an Evo would have happened. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it was just like the strangest shit to me. And it was like, oh man, Street Fighter 6 is probably like a ways away now. Um, maybe to polish it up some more. Maybe so like it can actually be successful out the gate. Unlike Street Fighter 5. So like... Uh, well, Ono left Capcom this year, right? Or last year? It was this year. That was 2020. Um, yeah, so... Maybe that, that was part of it. Maybe they knew he was going out the door we still don't kind of the, the kind of circumstances of that are questionable in my opinion i think there, there's there's evidence to say that he left and evidence to say that he was kind of removed it, um, it, it basically he was removed yeah Cause, and cause you don't really get fired in japan you either step down or kind of just like get a corner job for the rest of your career yeah exactly they they they, they demote you to the point where we're the only thing that makes sense is to leave, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, the the future of that franchise is in flux, I think. Or, or at least for us it is. Maybe Capcom has a better grasp on what they're going to do next. They've certainly been, been on a roll right now. Um, but, uh, you know, fighting games are tough, especially fighting games right now. Oh. I'm, I'm honestly more curious what... Um, uh, Arc System Works is going to do Yeah, that's, that's the thing, dude. Like, um, Arc System Works is basically the new Capcom, or at least the Capcom that was in, like, 2011, 2013. Um, yeah. Like, when they were, like... Rightfully Like, so. when they were releasing, it like, a game, like, every fucking three months or something like that. You get Darkstalkers, and then you get Street Fighter 4, and you get Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and you get Super Street Fighter 4 <laughs> type of thing. And it's like, man, you yeah. just, like, you just keep releasing games, and, like, we love them all, but, like, there's so much, and, like, Arc System Works is that. But... At the same time, they're also different because, like, um, uh, because every game is so different. Like, you could basically say, like, oh, Street Fighter, Dark Soccer's, um, even like the older um, remasters, Street Fighter games, more or less played all the same in a, in, a, in a certain kind of way. You know, there's certain there's certain fundamentals that are different, but like, um, they generally like you, you know how to do Hadouken, you know how to do a short you can. Um, you may have to like have a, like a tag assist or something like that, but that's like the only real difference. Um, that's probably being like, um very reductive but i'm just trying to make an example here <laughs> but like I, I get it um but the arc system like is their games are so different because like they're so they're so it, 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 it's really weird because like 
they're so visually stunning and like they all play different like guilty gear doesn't play like dragon ball and dragon ball doesn't play like milty blood or under um under night or anything like that so it was like plays blue yeah like it's no i mean like what i would say though for that comparison is that i i think capcom like over those years that you could argue that their games depreciated in quality like what happened with Street Fighter Cross Tekken, with the the no show of Tekken Cross Street Fighter, with with how Street Fighter Five was received initially, um, and and I think Arc System Works has just been building up to the point where they made something that was popular enough for them to to get big. But you could argue that all their games were getting better and better. Yeah, um, I didn't play them, so I can't <laughs> I can't argue that. But I, I definitely know folks that that would, um, and and like you always talking about blaze blue and and me even getting into the persona arena games which i i would say is a big leap for me <laughs> like thinking about those games now um because i'm like really out of fighting games now i'm like fully i like i i thinking about it while you've been talking about it, i'm like how do i feel about fighting games i'm like i don't like how competitive it is <laughs> like that's a, the reason i like smash brothers is like there's no hp like so, getting thrown. But there can be. Decent. There can be. Um, but and and I I don't mind those modes too. But you know, like we always play multiplayer. We don't really play one on one when when I play with Mike and Scott and all them. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's not like that HP bar draining in the corner. That's like what I keep flashing back to. It's just like yeah, that that kind of thing just doesn't appeal to me anymore. And that's very interesting. I could probably like I I respect it, and I would play like an injustice campaign. I think, but. Um, I've learned about myself that maybe that's just not for me. Sure. Um, weird year for fighting games in general, would you say? Oh, very much so. No Evo? No, not, not really because of that. It's because of everyone had to transfer to online now. So, like... Yeah, and, and all the Smash stuff, like the Melee stuff that Nintendo is going, doing and everyone having to be online. Yeah. yeah. That's... You're right. Yeah, the online thing is, is a significant thing because, like, um, you know, for years like literal years like online has just been like whatever with fighting games uh and and by whatever i mean like it almost seems like it's a bare minimum type of thing and it's like oh it's okay it's fine just like uh don't put as much effort into it like you think about like how like um how like the first person shooter genre has like evolved as far as like how online is and like how like Twitch-based shooters are, like, um, basically, like, not flawless, but, like, it got to a point now where it's just, like, you know, because I remember, like, there was, like, discussions back in the day about, like, PS3 and 360 version and how their online are and, like, uh, which one you need to play. Like, you don't hear about that shit anymore. It's just, like, yeah, everything's online. Everything functions right. If you're going to play those games, you're going to play it online. You're going to have a great experience. And, yeah. like, it, that's just not the case with fighting games because, like, like the literal truth with fighting games, almost all of them, unless you're like Mortal Kombat or Smash, literally just those two, is like the first week is amazing, then the next week is pretty much dead. <laughs> because yeah. like you, you have like people who like played it for like, you know, like when the game comes out, like everyone's like close to each other, it's all like central, so like online isn't bad then. But like you talk about like a month from later, a month later, you talk about like pretty much coast to coast have to play against each other or something like that and like that's just not something fighting games can really do unless you like have like stuff like on um robot netcode and stuff like that so like um we we pretty much got to a point with fighting games um where like since we can't do it offline that like 
everyone's just like pretty much saying like, oh, we'll just fix the online ourselves type of uh, mentality. So like that's where Park Sex came yeah. in. Like that's how I got introduced to Park Sex. Um, uh, because like um, fighting game players were using that to play online because the online that they provide inside the game is not as good. That's, that's, that's a flat out truth. And like um, using Parsec, which is like something where you can like uh, it's delayed based. It's the same. It's the same type of thing because like it's not rollback. Rollback is like um, uh, made specifically for like um, you know like for distances and you can adjust your delay stuff like that. So like you could be you could feel like you're playing on offline even though you're playing online. Um, yeah. But like with Parsec. Um, it's the same delay based thing, but like um what it is is like basically they have like a server. Like pretty much like you could say like um in text or whatever. And so like if I wanted to play Barrett against in a game, like uh we both ping that uh, server at the same time. So like basically when we um when it goes back out, um uh, we're we're experiencing the same type of thing at the same time. So like it's really cool it's, and it's great technology. Technology has been around for years and like it even like revitalized like um even older fighting games that had like terrible online, like um Ultima Wars Capcom three which is like um pretty much made a good resurgence this year um and like fighting games are like thriving is more than they ever have and in, in, <laughs> weirdly enough right now online or not on their online type of thing so it's like is everyone else doing like separate things to like play online because like you know I, I watch dragon ball fighters like literally every week um um and you know that's a thriving community but like um if there's one complaint that they have about it it's like the online is just not good and you know like if you're going to do a tournament with it you have to like be like super local like if you're if you're doing a tournament in new york for online then like you can't be no farther than like probably florida and like if you're yeah in you know if then you when you were like oh i'm, in, I'm from minnesota i want to like do a tournament i want to be part of this tournament like in the sorry man like your connection is probably not good unless you have like something like files and you have to be plugged in. And it's like, it's all these little factors about like online, which is probably why I never play online with anything. It's like, this is like, this makes it annoying. Um, but you know, um, uh, right now, like, cause that's the biggest thing about finding games right now is like the online, like this, this pandemic in a way kind of like would have killed fighting games in a big way. Cause like yeah. Salivo and stuff like that, like, and like the online being so unacceptable that like it would pretty much have killed fighting games and like you know arcades are going now um so it's weird that the community um like got around to it got around it got around this like this hurdle and made online good for themselves and now the companies see that like oh they're not using our our online or they are they really really vocal about like fixing they're online that like they're actually doing stuff about it. So that's why Guilty Gear Strive is actually implementing their own rollback netcode, which is like a really big deal because it's like it's always been like it's it's like one of those things where it's like it's something you say over and over again, but like they never really hear it type of name, and now they actually hear it and like they're actually doing something about it. Will it be good rollback netcode? Who knows? But like it's it's a step in the right direction for the future of fighting games. So it's interesting. Yeah, this is interesting. I, I mean, I hope it helps, and and it's cool to hear Parsec helps in that way. And I didn't know you uh, you watch Dragon Ball Fighters every oh week. every cool. week too. Is it is it the same people? Or just whoever's fucking playing, or um, it, it's the same people. I, I usually uh, tune in on um uh House of Chaos um 
bum stream uh, bum 163 okay cool um i'll have to look into it uh just because fucking i even like watching dragon ball fighters mm-hmm. what a beautiful game uh, anecdotal aside uh, kind of related though like i when i'm playing spelunky is a game that i played a lot of in a very condensed amount of time to the point where that is a game where i would say i could recognize the frames of everything <laughs> right mm-hmm. to the point where i know exactly how the game is supposed to feel that's why in and people can go read my first preview of spelunky 2 when i played it there was something wrong with the playstation and it was like having a sluggish delay because it was a dev kit PlayStation. Um, and it was causing like this delay in the movement in the game. And I wrote about that in my preview and how much it fucked me up. Um, and I noticed that probably only because I played so much of that first game. And this game is feels very similar. Um, just as good, if not better. Definitely better, I would say. So when I play Splunky 2 online, I can feel every single frame of delay. Mm-hmm. Um, like to the point where I could count it. And to the point where I learned how to adapt to it within, like, two or so minutes. And I thought to myself, man, like, I, I, for the first time, genuinely understand probably what a fighting game person feels when they play a video game online. 100%. Like that. And it's like, because it had to be something I really understood. And I'm glad that I could, like, have empathy in that moment. Like, understand someone else in that moment, right? Uh, And, yeah, it, it, it is like a, it's... It's a very hard thing to describe. It's almost like cerebral. It's it's crazy. Uh, it's it's like you're moving slower than you you were thinking. Uh, like your brain is moving faster than your body, uh, and they're out of sync for the first time. Uh, and it's very yeah. I, I could see how it could throw you off. It's definitely got it got me killed multiple times while playing with Mike and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so it was it was an interesting learning experience. That's the the first thing I thought about was was you telling me like no dude you don't understand online fighting games. Like there's no because like yeah I'm like hey, Smash is fine it's like no you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and in that in that moment I understood. Um, uh, Pax East happened in February the last video game event. <laughs> Can you believe? Mm-hmm. Oh man that's crazy. I'm glad I was there. It feels like almost historic uh, in a weird way. I'm glad I got to see some friends in 2020 <laughs> just in general. Um, that was crazy. That was a good time. Thanks to everybody that came to our panel. Uh, that was still a weird thing. And, like, of course, what a great peak for me to hit and be like, all right, I have my life in control. <laughs> and and I, I think I told you, like, all of the plans that I had for the rest of the year, right? Like, you knew the things I was going right. to do, like, in March and February and all that. And, like, it was just all gone. And and it didn't, that stuff didn't hit me until I went back to work after being quarantined for so long the first time, which was June or August. Uh, and then I, you know, that's when my mental and physical health just like s- skyrocketed down into the <laughs> the very very base depths of hell. Um, what a weird year, I'll say. I'm happy that Paxi's happened, but it's also like I had to hit that peak just so I could hit the lowest low, <laughs> and it's kind of a bummer. Mm. Um, but but you know, I'm coming back out on the other side at the least. Um, March man. This is the this is the month. Can you believe that Bleeding Edge came out last year? Because <laughs> I've completely forgotten about that game. I can. I, I played some of that game. How was it? It's it's not bad. Like that's one where you know talking about that that delay. It, it's definitely a factor. It makes it kind of feel off. Um, lag can hit that game in a bad way. 
But um, I like how the combos feel. I like how aerial you can be. And I liked how different all the characters were, you know? It was one of those things where it definitely felt like it needed more characters. Um, but uh, it was a game that when I played it, I'm like, this is something Jarrett Green would like. And eventually he did play it when it came out on PC. And he's like, all right, this is tight. Like, I see why you would think that I would like this. And there were parts about this that I do like. But overall, it's bad. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the Jared I'm looking for. Um, that's a wild game. Like, weirdly enough, um, I don't really, really want to sound like I'm, I'm, like I'm dissing on the game, really. But, like, um, but it, 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 it was the first game where, like, um, at least in my eyes, at least, where I felt like a game, because, like, I always felt like when a game comes to Game Pass, because, like, there's, like, there's that, this is, it's dumb to say there's no risk, but, like, it felt like, you know, like, because everyone could try it, it's always, it's, it's free, quote-unquote, and it's, like, you know, like, even if it's, like, kind of a mess up at, a, at the beginning, like, it can, like, stretch out. Um, it's free, so, like, who cares? It's, like, so it'll, be, it'll, it'll find its audience eventually, but it really feels like that game in particular, unless it's, like, you know, like, one of those, you know, games like eve online that like it's really successful i don't know anything about it type of thing um where it's like this feels like the first like game that like oh this is like your first misfire as far as game pass like a game that goes to go that goes game pass and like you know i would think it would thrive on there but like it doesn't really seem i guess i'm assuming this is just me assuming that like it really mm-hmm. like um got his full potential out i guess you would say yeah, and, and here's the thing. I will say a game that did surprise me that it did come out in March of 2020 was Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, because I think in the wake of Call of Duty Warzone and Animal Crossing, like, no ongoing game could ever survive. In my opinion, mm. like, that, like, looking back at it now, like, those two games hit, and those two games, I think, covered the general audience and then, like, the shooter audience and action audience in, in such a complete way uh, that... Yeah, I don't see like any other free to play or ongoing multiplayer game even coming close. And it's so weird, right? Like Blackout was big, but mm-hmm. it wasn't free to play. And then they were like, "All right, we'll just make this one free to play." It's a fucking you gotta download the hundred gigs still, <laughs> which is terrible and sucks. But at least anyone can play just this one mode. You have to download all of Modern Warfare. They found this very complex loophole, right? Um, and it's it was huge, still huge. There was an, another Call of Duty has come out since then, and they still got this fucking thing going. Yeah, and you you can um, arguably say that like that one still is bigger than that one. And maybe you, I mean you could definitely say it's bigger because it's free. So like, yeah, and 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 the the new one just has the same one within it. Right. <laughs> you know, it just it just has that same war zone inside uh, Cold War. So yeah, but yeah, like this was the whole. What a weird year for Call of Duty. This was the one that Sledgehammer was making, and they fucked up, and they couldn't agree with Raven Software, and so they brought in uh, fucking Treyarch to get it done. Mm. Very weird year. Very, and, and you know what? I guess I didn't hear anybody say anything about Call of Duty this year. So <laughs> um, I wasn't listening. I wasn't looking for it, but uh, all, I, all I heard people talking about was Warzone. Uh, Animal Crossing is good though. It's a good game. Good for a lot of people. Yeah, good. Uh, I was happy that it was there. Uh, my mom just started playing it uh, recently. Oh, she wants me to c- come visit her town, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to do that. I want to see what my mom's town looks like. Took her a while to get out of the tent. She was very frustrated, but she figured it out eventually. 
Um, but she's, uh, yeah, I want to check in. I want to see how it's going, how it's coming along. She she uh, played Animal Crossing with me on the GameCube. Um, and she was the, the one in the house that actually played the Wii version, the Wii one. I didn't touch that one. <laughs> um, but she, she liked it a lot. City Did Tony like that one? Like a lot? Um, I think he mentioned something about the speaker. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering Tony because this is a very Tony thing. I, I know do. he liked the 3ds one a lot. That was that was I, probably the biggest hit for him. Mm-hmm. But and he liked the GameCube one a lot as well. So um, I I think it was March 16th. Maybe I received a code for Persona Five Royal weeks in advance. It's a myth. You've heard about it. I heard I received code for Persona Five Royal before. Kind of funny. <laughs> it's the only. It's the only thing that's ever ever good happened to me. And I only know that because Barrett told me when he started. Playing. <laughs> um, not. I'm not. You know, dragging them or anything. I'm just poking fun. But uh, yeah, that was like. And of course, it was like two days after I got my Ori and the Will of the Wisp code, mm. which were the, like the only two games that I wanted to review this year. Honestly. Um, and I got them both and I'm very happy it was a great privilege um, and uh, I so I frantically finished Ori love that game wish it wasn't as rough coming out the gate but if you play that game on Series X now it's one of the most magnificent experiences I've ever had honestly it's at 120 frames in 4k that game is pure fucking magic mm. um, but uh, yeah I played through I platinum Persona 5 Royal on March 24th, five days before it came out. Six days? Seven days? Who knows? Um, and uh, that's a great... That's a phenomenal video game. You played this game as well. Yes. Uh, I love this game. It, uh, like, I, I keep saying, and I, I think me and Scott, um, Scott White, keeps, <laughs> keeps saying this, that like, it improved on perfection. Or perfection in my eyes, at least. Um, I, I, I adore like every like second of that game like i just adore everything about it. it it's it speaks to me so like so many levels um and like it's weird right because like you know like i've i've played through persona 5 the original like maybe two or three times uh one for my own playthrough one to get the platinum the bk woman which i lost and maybe one more time after that maybe not yeah, I just did it um, three times, two for fun and one for the platinum. Mm. But which I did last year. Do you remember this last summer? I did oh, that's this? right, you did. You, <laughs> I was so like, if I don't do it now, I am <laughs> never going to do it. And I did it. I'm proud that I did it. Yes. You know, that was that was a that was a great accomplishment. And like you know, I was happy to get the five platinum, even though it's very easy you know it's it's honestly hard if you if you plan on playing the whole game it's honestly hard to miss it very much so <laughs> um there's just a couple of tricky social link stuff with like a catchy and whatnot but not not it, it is it is comp very comparable to persona 5, persona 4 golden without like the most tricky question puzzle <laughs> right in the middle of it you know mm. uh that the whole december question or november question puzzle um but yeah it's uh for me it was you know, and I love Persona Five, but it wasn't perfect to me. Um, and it's hard to like come off of Persona Four Golden and compare Persona Five to it, knowing that there would probably be something like the Royal coming. And like, you know, I I've written many blog posts about how conflicted I was just feeling about that game. Um, and you know, Persona Five Royal is not incredibly perfect, but 
it for me knowing having played most of persona 4 and then finishing golden and seeing how they changed it and seeing what they added and what they did and you know like the you and yusuke go and or yosuke excuse me uh go and get your motorcycle license and stuff like that like these weird things that they added to make it not just like an ending epilogue bit that they did add but also like to make the the thing feel whole and full in a way and a lot of what they did with royal was you know kasumi was kind of just added throughout right it wasn't more like oh you got to do this there were, were a couple of things like that but it was more of like here's this new character that is now a part of the whole narrative but then you also get murky who's this extremely interesting character right like uh-huh. they, they they just in and, and because they're like nestled into everything like all the major characters talk to Maruki. All the major characters meet Kasumi, right? This is not an insignificant addition, right? Like, yes, there are a lot of scenes without them, and, you know, you'll, you'll blink and you miss it sometimes, certainly, but um, the way it felt integrated and woven into the story that led to a very different kind of ultimate climax that, like, punches you right in the gut in, in such a wholly different way... Um, and then, like, how they kind of sent off the characters to, like, hey, we're all going to go make a difference now. We're not just going to kind of talk about it. We're going to... You, you you feel, like, demonstrably, like, everyone in their life has grown and, and is off to, to change and and do something different. And they, they did all that in a totally different way than they did yeah. <laughs> with Persona 4 Golden, right? Mm-hmm. Like, completely different, but equally as inspired and equally as heartwarming and equally as, like, oh, these guys are my family now. Like, that familial bond that you get at the end of Royal is just a nice little bow. Um, and yeah, I just, I love Kasumi. She's just such a great character, I think. And uh, she's such a great addition to the crew. And don't even get me started on a catchy man. Ugh. <laughs> get me sweating. <laughs> and like, t- what, go listen to the podcast, what Tony said on on uh, the episode when he had finally beaten it on I- IPP. Like, everything he said, I completely agree with. He's one of the best like rival characters and re of the characters rewritten. He's definitely, I think the best done in Royal and where he goes and what he does is like brilliant. <laughs> it's like, it is so rigidly true to that character without like compromising and it. And it's brilliant. It's so good. You, you know, it's so, God. it's so interesting because it's like, it's, it's all about the context for me. It's, it's the context yeah. that I played all the persona five. And then like, which I felt like was one of my favorite games ever. And like, um, no, I felt it is my favorite game ever. Um, uh, objectively, not subjectively, subjectively is King Mars, but whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> but like, um, but it's like secretly they're, they're both subjective, but he doesn't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, but like, um, like basically what I'm getting at is like, man, like the people who play Golden after playing Persona Four, like I I I get that yeah. now. I get that now. <laughs> and, yeah, and like it's not like I didn't get. You know, I love I love Persona Four Golden, but it's like, um, Th- but this is that's how I feel about Persona Three Fez, man. Like that's hmm. I like Persona Three is a completely. I've never even touched that game, right? Like I never want to. <laughs> like it's a foreign idea to me uh and yeah like totally i i completely understand like there's a whole other campaign that they added in persona 3 uh that is like so like spoiler warning for persona 3 uh um do you, you do you wouldn't want me to say this actually 
it, are you it, still going to? Yeah, it? I'm still going to play, but like I know the the gist of most okay. of the song. Oh, okay. The the protagonist dies at the end of per- Persona Three, um, but you know you don't really know that for sure. It's very heavily implied. Like I going back and playing it after knowing for sure, I I get it. But that first rub, I like. I felt like an immense sadness in me, but I couldn't realize, like, actualize in my, and I was 14 at the time, so fucking forgive me, <laughs> but I couldn't actualize what it meant. Like, I start, I cried the night I finished Persona 3 without going on to the epilogue, and I wasn't really sure why, and then when I played the epilogue, and it's like, yeah, he died right after the, right after that moment, I'm like, fuck, like, I, I was like, it, it's a crazy thing when, like, part of your mind realizes something without fully realizing mm. it, um, without you consciously fully realizing it. But I, I like, paused the game. I never really talked about this, actually. It's very interesting to reflect on it. Um, but, yeah, I, like, paused. I was like, fuck. It, it hit me, like, it, that understanding and realization. Of, like, oh, man, it's so, that is so heartbreaking. Like, and then they kind of elaborate the mysticism behind why he died. Of course, there's some magical reason. Um, and it's good. I, I like it. It's fantasy. It's God. You're fighting God again, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I can't imagine playing Persona 3 without... Because, like, in the original Persona 3, the the whole thing they added, the new pers- the new Link thing they added was, I guess, like, you couldn't... There was no character Link for I guess in the original Persona 3. And she's obviously, like, very crucial to that story. She's the android girl. She's the robot Link. yeah, yeah. But th- that's interesting because, um, like, Teddy's so integral to the four, and, like, that's just not to even have a link with her. That's just, just I mean, n- not even, like, yeah. like like something, like, you have to, like, actually, like, go out your way to, like, hang out with her type of thing, but more of, like, you know, like, story-driven, like, like Teddy. Plays with the story, yeah. yeah. There is one of those in Persona 3, though, you know, like, the this pharaoh, this other character, right? So, mm-hmm. and I would also say, just to throw it out there, because we're on the subject, like, Highly recommend just watching the Persona movies, Persona Three movies. Uh, very full, fulfilling, complete experience. Doesn't have the epilogue of Persona Three Fez, but I, I think it, it's great if you don't want to ever just play those games. Um, but yeah, it's I, I I get you with I mean, and I didn't even finish Persona Four before finishing Golden, but you know, I got very close. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I got the the gist of it, save for kind of the twist after the fact, um, but. You know, I, I I could appreciate all the improvement there, like like the skills that the your your party members get in Persona Four Golden, right? Like the like they'll save your life once in a battle or whatever. Like that wasn't in the original Persona Four, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and of course, that's the whole thing in Persona Five. But it's it's funny to see like not Persona Five the mechanical changes were so much more subtle, right? Comparatively, uh, of like the baton pass and like the the charge system with that. Um, they, 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 you could see the 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 skeleton of it in the original Persona Five, but Royal just took it to the absolute most satisfying extent. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a hefty game. Also, like that that's a big old sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a game. The best way I could describe it is like imagine you start at level one and you're going to play until you hit level ninety nine. <laughs> like that is the throughput of that game uh, and that's how long it is so uh yeah. did you want to talk about the most slept on game of the year more uh or the will of the wisp or in the will of the wisp mm. um i mean listen <laughs> if i i would tell you like it's on game pass right if you have an xbox if you have a switch right like it, i i hear it runs perfectly fine on that that version i've heard no complaints about that version of the game 
Go, just play it. Just give it a... Just try. If you like Metroidvanias, you owe it to yourself to try. It's truly incredible. Even if you can't do the whole 120 do it up, like... It's just a magnificent game. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's sweet. It's sad. The ending will make you cry. I will warn you now, since it's been long enough. I'm not going to say why, but the ending will make you cry. Made me cry. Um, At a high bar. But it... Uh, I know it's not high bar. Uh, but, but yeah, it's great. It's it's just beautiful. It's fun. Like it, it, the, the combat in Will the Wisp is so much more fun than the first game, which... You just had like an auto target ball around you. Now you can like swing swords, shoot arrows, throw spears, swing hammers. I always use the hammer in that game. It's like the heavy weapon equivalent. But yeah, it's it's just magical. Like I I replayed it in December just on Series X just to play through the whole game again and, you know, do all the little nooks and crannies and side quests and talk to all the little forest creatures and it's delightful uh, super sad but delightful it's funny too because like um last year was when i finally got around to playing uh ori the black forest love that game that game is so good and you love it right oh, yeah, it's so good and like you know me ready to play um will the wisp like you know with my xbox issues it's just like this is, is this too much to even like try to get started because like, i get started with it and then like the my system needs to update and when my system updates like the disk drive doesn't read and it's, it's a whole thing so it's just like fuck man like I, i'll just wait <laughs> so i guess i won't play till sometime but, this year i guess but but if you get end up getting a series x this year um it'll just be a treat when when you get to it, i promise because because replaying it on series x it was I wouldn't. I don't want to say it's like it was like a whole brand new thing, but the the frame rate thing. So, real quick, explain to me. Your living room television is an LG OLED, beautiful magic television, but your bedroom television is like your classic 4K. Other way around. Television for yourself. Other way around. So you're. So you you got a new LG for yourself. Yes, the new LG OLED for myself and in our living room is just an LG, just 4K TV. Okay, it's not an OLED, but mm-hmm. um, and and that your TV does the one twenty. It does mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. okay. Oh man, yeah, just plug in one twenty four K. It 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 is because I did it. I was like, all right, let me see if I can really notice the difference. Play in one twenty for a little bit for like ten minutes, and then switch it back down to just sixty FPS. And I, it was like, this is so slow now. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and it was it's it. I couldn't tell you that, like, in Demon's Souls or any of these other 60 FPS games I was playing at the time. Like, those were fine. Um, it wasn't, like, going to 30 or anything like that, uh, which is, I, I think, at least more noticeable. But I did, with Ori, it just, it looks like a storybook that is, like, it looks, I, it looked like I could reach my hand into this magical world on my television. I, I know it sounds fucking crazy, but it's just, it is one of the most magnificent i'm still pissed that ori didn't win best looking game that's what it's all about <laughs> uh it's just it's one of the most magnificent visual experiences out there i think for video games just because how smooth and beautiful it is so yeah it'll just be better when you get to it don't sweat it mm-hmm. um april had the the final fantasy 7 remake uh in it and i realized like i still don't know how you feel about this game <laughs> i still love the game i still love the game immensely i still haven't beaten it though Though, yeah. though, though, I have been yeah. spoiled on it because, like, I just said fuck it at that point. <laughs> Max, yeah, Max, I mean, it's Max, been months. Yeah, Max been talking about it, and he he wanted to, to talk about. It. I was like, fuck it, I'm here, I'm here for it. And then it was like, oh, what, really? <laughs> like, that's what this, that's what this is all about. It's all this, um, spoilers, I guess. It's like, um, 
they're really spoilers yeah they're really they're reliving like i don't know the context of it but like him just talking about like oh they're just reliving final fantasy 7 again this is actually a sequel to final fantasy 7 well it's like it's a, it's a it's a sequel to advent children <laughs> <laughs> so so like the idea is that sephiroth traveled back in time somehow maybe using the live stream that's the the main theory uh, into the moment that you meet him in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Everything is the same up until the feather falls in the reactor. Like, mm-hmm. something changed, right? And and that, just that butterfly effect, and that is where the remake spirals off into everything, right? Everything is different now. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And and like there are different ways to interpret that that like that's my interpretation, but like you could say that like this is just like a different timeline reality that exists also, and it it is just different in some ways, whatever. But this is how I take it, and then you know then you run into him right after the reactor blows up, and everything just starts spiraling from there. And then it, once it gets bad enough, the whispers show up, and they're trying to recourse correct it back onto the the Final Fantasy timeline. But eventually. I guess Sephiroth just wins over these whispers and uh, just you fight a giant whisper. You fight God whisper. You fight God if he was made out of little cloaked figures <laughs> and was also the three guys from Advent Children <laughs> and then also a giant monster. And then you fight Sephiroth and the, he's, I guess, the time ghost. Um, and then everything could be different now. <laughs> the end. And again, I hated it the first time. I kind of loved it the second time. I'm not going to lie, dude. It really grew on me. <laughs> um, and and uh, honestly, the real magic of that game is how they, they, they took the, the kind of pastel idea of Tifa and Aerith and Barrett and Cloud and Red 13 even. And like, did you get to Red 13 at all? No. He's so good. Like I, I was like blown away by how good Red Thirteen is in that game. Like, it, and he's only there for like three to four hours, right? Which is more than you would think, right? right. But you got to fight God. Remember, you have to fight Wisp God, <laughs> and so he's running around while that's happening too. So, um, but you can't uh, control him, right? You can't. You can't control him. Okay. But he has like he he looks like a playable character in a lot of ways. Like he has moves that come up. He has two materia in him in his collar that you can see. One is cure, and the other is fire. Um, and it's cool that you can tell that it's it's got to be those two. Uh, so he can cast cure. He clearly builds ATB. You see when he gets it, like you know when it flashes when you have ATB up. Uh-huh. Um, and he has limit a limit break that like a, a faux limit break. That's just like a big move that he does. Um, so like you know they, it's clear like they just wanted to get the game out and they didn't you know want to nex- necessarily put all that extra work into him, but. He'll be play. I imagine how he could play in the next game, and it looks fun. Like I want to play as Red Thirteen, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he, like the way he talks and his character and just how he carries himself is so perfectly Red Thirteen. I'm like, oh, I love this cat. God damn it. Um, so yeah, that the, all that all the, the character stuff is what mattered and, and they nailed it. So, I mean, you, you played enough of it to get that. Yeah. Um, you, you experienced the real magic of that game, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, like, I, w- I was even thinking it to myself, was like, like, why, it's not like, why can't I bring myself to, like, to, to beat it or get around to it, but it was like, 
it's like why, why am i not like why am i not doing this and it's like yeah, um, why aren't you driven through to the end um and it's 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 similar to like i feel like what the witcher 3 uh blood and wine is where it's like fuck when i do this it's it's gonna be done <laughs> and oh dude you you had alex o'neill effect man when you get you're too afraid to finish a thing so you never finish yeah. it. <laughs> You know, this is my thing. I totally because yeah. I I I I I love playing a game so much, and like when I when I play it, it's like like I said, like it, it has to be like dedication. I can't have any yes. fucking distraction, like anything. So like, um, you know, cause like the last time I played was like a five hour session or something like that. So it was like, and that was like months ago. <laughs> so like, um, it's like one of those things because like I've been so busy lately, and like I I have a, a child in the house, so it was like. I, I just don't want to be bothered when I play this game type of thing. So like, um, um, you got to go back. Oh, I, I have to, man. I, I need to see this and I need to, the Sephiroth fight is honestly where you could tell they just wanted to put a Sephiroth fight in it. And it's, Hey, it's a fucking good fight. <laughs> There's no Sephiroth fight in, in Kingdom Hearts three, but it's fucking lit over here in final <laughs> seven remake. <laughs> um, yeah, they, you get this like, Oh, and the roof is Shinra fight. Cause again, I love, don't even see him the whole fucking game which is true to seven and then he shows up and you have a big fight with him and a space dog Ooh. and it is it's good dude it is a great the music for that fight oh, and the Gen- there's a Genova thing yeah there, there's stuff in there that is like just the music is blasting in the way that you exactly want it to be um, yeah, it's worth it, man. It, it, it's, it's worth it's, it. Do it for Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really worth mentioning how good they did those characters, or at least how well it's written, I would say. Uh, yeah, how true to the, the, the idea of those characters if they had more time to be kind of three-dimensional and whatnot. But not even that, but it's like, it, it's, it's, it's truly like, like, I don't know, man, because it's like, like there's a, there's a there's like a it's like one of those shovel knights effect type of things where it's like you're you're remembering like something being as good as it was but like you go black and play like something like crisis core or something like that and that dialogue is fucking terrible but like uh yeah. <laughs> um but like there is like a a, a re like a reimagining they, they, they thread the needle of remake of these characters like so perfectly because like the banter between Aerith and cloud is like honestly on another level. yeah it really it's, is it's 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 so good and to be fair like the the kind of flirts back and forth between cloud and tifa equally on another right. level for me like like the when he holds up the class and he's like beautiful and she like looks away i'm like ah my brain just exploded <laughs> you know like uh and even like the moment um and, and i didn't know for the longest time like like you can get this moment with either Aerith or tifa where they kind of cloud goes out at night and, and talks to them alone. I didn't know you could, it could like diverge like that, but cause I only ever saw the Tifa scene, of course. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's just such a powerful scene of like, it, it reminded me a lot of like the, uh, one of the scenes that happens toward the end of the original Final Fantasy seven, where, where cloud and Tifa kind of spend the night together alone. Mm-hmm. And they just have like a really honest conversation, which is very short, by by the standards of today um and so you you get kind of a, a new equivalent of that here in, in the remake and it's beautiful uh and the the one with Aerith is heartbreaking <laughs> um but it's yeah they they really made these characters into something both fresh and refreshing 
Mm-hmm. It's a good game. You know what else is a good game? What? <laughs> Resident Evil 3. Yeah, Resident Evil 3 is a great game. Yeah. That doesn't live up to... Um, for a lot of people. Two. Yeah, for a lot of people. And, like, I I, kinda, I agree with that in a lot of ways. But, like, at the same time, like, there's something about it. And it might be the Jill effect, because Jill is one of my favorite video game characters ever. Strong effect, yeah. Yeah, like, um, yeah, I, I just, I fucking dug it, man. I loved it so much just playing through it and just, like, um, like, it, it, it's one of those games with, like, good game flow. Like, like a Final Fantasy fifteen type yeah. of thing where it's just like, oh, this game flow is just so good that, like, it just keeps you playing. And, like, even like even though it was, like, four hours long or it can be even shorter than that if you know how to play the game um, that way. Um, like, I think the flow of it is so good and so fun for what it is. Like, the, the, like the perfect dodge and stuff like that. Just, like, this does those little things that, like, I personally like, really took a lot from and, like, really enjoyed yeah. from it. Yeah, good guns, uh, good action moments, I think. Uh, good level design. I really liked the levels in 3. I think the... I i don't know if I've ever fucking liked a final section of a Resident Evil game, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like the airplane helicarrier thing in Resident Evil 5. I don't like the volcano. <laughs> so, you know, I, I get a little split on that one, but I fucking hate the island in 4. God, it's terrible. Um, and I... No, I like the lab in, in Resident Evil 2 Remake. That's really good. Um, and it's cool, and it's you know dark and scary in and, and the way it needs to be. In 3, not a fan. Too short anyway. But like mm-hmm. the hospital, I think, is great. The street is great. Like The, the RPD is great with, with Carlos. It's, it's, it's got the, the hits yeah. for me. And, so. and also like that part with... Um... Where the uh, where you're in the hospital with Carlos and like you have to like defend the hospital door for a while. That shit was terrible. Yeah. But other than that, that's bad. Yeah, everything else is good. <laughs> everything I liked. That's super bad. You're right. So I immediately thought of it as soon as you. Said <laughs> Especially like when like it's the only time where like the corpses just disappear and it's like oh, hmm. all right. The conceit of this game is is a little lame. But yeah, that's a great game. I did a podcast about that game with Andrew, and it feels like decades ago. Um. I didn't know that Octopath Traveler came to Stadia. I know we're looking at the same list, and I don't know if you noticed that either, but I just want to point that out real quick. Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, April. Yeah, basically. This is w- where things really started to slow down, I think. Um, uh, what happened in May? May. Anything? Deep Rock Galactic actually came out in May, and I, I, I've been playing that a lot later in the year, but shout out to that game. Oh, uh, it's a fun time. This is a quick shout out to um, the wonderful 101 remaster. The kick, yeah, the Kickstarter to happen. I think this year or 2020. I think that was 2020. Yeah, it did. Remember the the Platinum Five? Yeah, well, yeah, that, that was actually the Platinum Six. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, that's that's like the first Kickstarter I contribute to since Mercenary Kings. <laughs> Damn! Yeah, wow. Because yeah, I did it once. I'm like, okay, this was cool, and like, then I was like, I, I don't want to do this with Kickstarter games ever again, type of thing. But then, like, you know, this is like a special situation in a way because, like, I know the game is done, so like, it won't take me that long to get it. So, like, the game's complete, so it's fine, type of thing. But like, all gets all the extra stuff, and like, and and also like, there's you could barely find any wonderful one on one merch, so <laughs> I paid for that. Um still waiting for it, part of that actually. But like um like people are getting it now soon, so um I should be getting mine soon ish. 
Um, but yeah, um, replaying that game after not playing it in in years on the Wii U, like maybe like God, that was twenty third, twenty fourteen. That was twenty fourteen when um I originally played it. Loved it then, and then I kind of forgot how much I loved it, and then like revisiting it with in the remastered form, sixty frames, four K on PC and PS four. <laughs> um, like I just like motherfucker i love this game like it's and like and like it it, it made me like want to talk about it like so much just like to the point where like, I, I had to drag you and it's like like do you do you, do you know video games to speak to your soul man because this is what <laughs> is what this fucking video game does to me <laughs> it was good though it's a good conversation it was but like oh man like it got me it got me going in such a way that like i I kind of honestly forgotten, honestly, like, you know, I still love Bayonetta. I play that almost every year and like, um, but like, there's something about the one for one on one in a way where it's the most platinum up games. And it's like, it's the most games that it's the most video game game that like I probably ever played. And I just, I just, I just love the fuck out of that game, man. Yeah. It was funny. Like playing the very brief bit of beautiful Joe I played recently. I was like, man. I just felt I felt the the mechanical feel of the wonderful one on one just just the spark of an idea you know right there um, and then I I really thought about playing the wonderful one on one again um, that game is definitely cool I, I I would have had to have dedicated more time to it I think for me to really enjoy it but maybe someday I'll get back to it because mm. it is cool you know. <laughs> I, 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 the, the more we talked about it, right, the more I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, this, there's some, there's just something here that is nowhere else. Um, I think that's really the thing that, for me is just like the uniqueness about it, and not, and not this unique to be unique type of thing, but it's like something that like the more, I think the more time you put into it, and the more you, and the more investment you put into it, the more you get out of it type of type of feeling. Totally, uh, and and that's awesome. <laughs> like like I've I've experienced many of those games this year. I like Hades is the first game that comes to mind, right? Like once I had memorized all of the different and we'll get there. We'll, I promise. We'll, but once I memorized all the different powers and stuff uh, and all what the gods were were good at for my playstyle and each weapon, I was like unstoppable. And it, the satisfaction of knowing that and and having that knowledge in me and being able to take it on any run and destroy anything in my way was awesome super awesome um it's also worth noting that crucible came out in may and then died in 2020 as well <laughs> uh amazon game studios i think that was their first game right i think so yeah uh they got a, a couple other things that we know about cooking the new world i think is the name of their mmo but um yeah not a good first outing man eater also came out in may um, it's free, right? free for PlayStation Plus right now. I actually downloaded that today. Yeah, I did too. Um, uh, Damien loves this game. My roommate, really? my best friend. Yeah, he fucking bought this game. And you know what? Like, I sat down with him because, like, you haven't played any of this yet. I imagine right? I played like the first maybe hour of it. It's, you know, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's but but for me, like going sitting down with Damien, right? Like he, the the craziest game he's ever played is Red Dead Two. Uh, like he plays his wrestling game over and over again. Gosh, I'll break him from that someday. But he opened the menu and it's got fucking Destiny loot. It's got the little cursor and different gear for each part of this goddamn shark. <laughs> 
and I'm like, what is this fucking game? That blew me away. But moreover, that that my friend who not normally was into a very loot-driven RPGs, like, yeah, I want to equip like the rock shark skin here for the head and that gives me like bonus teeth damage i'm like you know you never fucking play these games i'm just blown away right now i don't know what you're talking about it's a shark he's got different parts like this one is like because he loves animals and he loves like he's he loves like earth and and all the anything fish animals everything he loves sharks all of it um so he's like he's like this is based on like this shark and this is based on this fish that generates an electricity from a gland in his neck um, and it's like oh i totally see where they, like this game like crossed over perfectly for you so <laughs> i wanted to share that it was, it was so fascinating to me it great it, it seems like man is actually a pretty dope game so um happy for that game happy a lot of people are going to check it out this month uh, certainly me as well so uh you've been playing deep rock galactic right yeah 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 i and and that's a game like I don't have any deep feelings for, I don't think, but it is a really fun game to play with the the website boys and Mike and Quinn and Scott like and Jarrett. We've we've all played it. We all have fun with it. It's a little bit of Left for Dead, right? Um, with, with just the, <laughs> a touch of Minecraft, I guess. Like you're going through this planet, mining every mission, looking for certain mine resources and whatnot. But uh. Yeah, I don't know. It, like I, I don't. I think I don't like it as much as everybody else, mm. <laughs> which is a bummer. But I like it enough, right? Like I, I think it's a fun time. Uh, I don't think I'd ever play it without people. But and I don't have many of those games. But but I'm enjoying it. It's it's going to tide me over until Back for Blood comes out, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> for sure. Um, now that we're transitioning to June, um, probably a big thing as far as uh, that of uh, stuff that happened is um, there was no E3 this year there's no e3 yeah didn't even think about it man there was 12 billion e3s yeah like e3 lasted the rest of the year to a point where it's like it was almost obnoxious how many like game announcements there were um not not really game announcements but like uh not not even game announcements but like a stream that you have to go to to like get the game announcement and then it's like and, there's, and you're just like getting like hit with game after game after game. It's like a, like it's like an old Sony conference, but it's like they just show us a bunch of games, but you can't really like process anything because you see it like yeah. so often, or, or you just see like one thing after another. Like, oh wait, wait, what was that? I didn't even catch the name type of thing. And it's like, and it's like it was like that for like two or three months, <laughs> like straight. Yeah. Just, like, and I it's I stopped giving a shit, man. I it was the first time I was like checked the fuck out. Basically, like, I wasn't watching streams. I wasn't watching reacts. I was like catching up on critical roles, what I was doing, because it was just too much to keep up with. And and the, the cool things I, I trusted Jared and Mike and Scott and Quinn to to, to kind of remind me of. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was June that George started working for Pop Agenda. We all knew that he was going to go full time because we believed in our boy. Mm-hmm. But now everybody, now the world knows. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to George Cruz, the arguably best boy, possibly. Look out. Look out! Who was named sexiest man alive this year? <laughs> Whoever that guy was, look out! Because George is coming for you, best boy. Um, what happened in June? Um, uh, outside of a billion 
conferences. Valorant did happen. God, that that game that that lived and died. That that, that, that is a <laughs> definition of a game of that year type of thing. Because I know people enjoy yeah. that game, but like as far as like a game that's just twenty twenty, as far as not not as far as the negative way, but like a game that was came out in twenty twenty, you don't even think about ever again past that year. That's Valorant, dude. That's that game. Yeah, man. I mean, you want to talk about a, a, a game <laughs> coming for. Are the most toxic community coming for League of Legends? You know, like mm-hmm. that is all I've heard about Valorant lately is just how toxic it is to women and people of color. So, like, yeah, I, that game's got big problems right now, and I just don't know. Yeah, they they need to like take it out and then like relaunch it in in a big way. I think that's the only way they can save that. Um, because yeah, it's it's just it 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 was the biggest thing in the world, and everyone was watching it because you had to watch it to get it. <laughs> Uh, which was brilliant, mm-hmm. but uh, it just got too big for itself. I think. Yeah. And and Riot did not take care of what they needed to take care of, especially like you know it's like June and May, also like the death of George Floyd, right? Like think about everything else happening right now, and now like all I can say about Valorant is that it has a very toxic community. It's like you just the, everyone should know by now that this is unacceptable. You can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the benefits of 2020 was hopefully that revelation for people that hadn't figured that shit out yet. Um, uh, but others in June, Persona 4 coming to PC. Yep. I bought it day one. Happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> Tony got it. He's, he can finally play it without having to borrow my Vita. He was very happy. That, that frame um, rate dude is insane. <laughs> Where you yeah, did, we just let it go. It was nice. like, God, it's too much now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's like Persona Five Royals also sixty FPS, and it's just fucking beautiful. Um, but yeah, totally, it's it's a nice thing. Persona, the way it's meant to be played. Mm. Um, the PlayStation Five was announced in June, finally for real this time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Last of Us Part Two. Yep, that, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish I liked that game so much. And, you know, I played it twice, once by myself, once with Damien. And I, I really tried to, like, not say anything. Did Damien beat it? With Damien. Yeah, he beat okay. it. Uh, really proud of him for it. You know, that was a 27-hour endeavor of us, like, and we only played for, like, an hour at a time. Think about it. Like, I played a video game like probably most normal adults play video games with full-time jobs, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. Damien would we'd cook dinner, we'd sit down for an hour and a half, meet, try and get as far as we could. Um... And, you know, that was three months that was over the course we played all summer. We beat it. I think we beat it in early September. Um, and, you know, he had a lot of the same criticisms as me, but that's also because, like, he was talking to me about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but like, the thing that really pissed him off, and, and this was before I started talking about stuff to him. I like, I'm not going to tell you how I feel about this game. He's like, just tell me if you like it. I'm like, if I tell you, you got you got <laughs> to promise you're not going to hold it against it. But the thing that he came to me, he was just like, he slept on it. And he's like, I've been thinking about this all night. I'm still pissed about it. He's like, what is up with the boss fight with Abby and Ellie? Like, where you're Abby and fighting Ellie. Mm. Uh, And he just was so frustrated that Abby fucking trained her whole life to kill Joel and couldn't fucking fight this girl. (laughs) Uh, And and I, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I get it. That's a completely fair criticism. Um, but I, the idea is you lost all your stuff, and if you went up to her, she would just shoot you or whatever. But I could see how that would be frustrating, you know? Mm. Like, this super tough girl that could take down anyone, as far as I'm concerned. A tough woman. Uh, 
that that Ellie was outclassed by, I think, in every way possible. But you know, what do I know? But yeah, that's that. That's my only anecdote I have for Last of Us Part Two. I, I wish I liked it. You know, yeah. I have just too many qualms with the characters, the writing, the people. Yeah. But yeah, uh, any thoughts? Yeah, feelings? I do. Um, like uh, like I said, like uh, like, when I got this game, uh, my best friend Katie got it at the same time, and like this was honestly our first experience of like uh, not necessarily playing games together. Like we never like it's not like we never played games together. Cause, like we played Uncharted two online or something like that. We 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 played games together, but like um, I guess you could say this is the first time we had an experience together or whatever. Um, it's like more or less at the same time, and just like um, you know, just sharing thoughts along the way. Um, and like, it was, it was, it was fucking amazing just doing that with her. Just like, not really because like, um, uh, we were, we were having such a great time, uh, per se. Cause like, you know, there's depressing shit. There's heartbreaking shit. There's like, ain't like furiously like disgusting shit and shit that gets you angry type of thing. Um, yeah. But like, um, you know, like. <laughs> like I said, like the, the my favorite thing about like the experience of The Last of Us Part Two is um is the is the text I share with you, Alex. So it's like um when like as soon as uh the Abby stuff is over and then like you're going back to the Ellie and then like you're on another island and you're controlling Ellie again and she's still going and I just text her bruh and she's like this is, she just said this game is so long. I'm like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um the only thing I got spoiled on was that there was going to be something after the the kind of meeting of the narratives. Mm. I knew that there was going to be another part afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, like I was pretty fed up. By the, I like the thing is, I, I just didn't care by then. And, and at that point, I feel like you've always lost the, the, what you need from the player. But I, I, Hearing all the stories about it, hearing all of what people played about it, I was on the Dual Shockers spoiler cast for it. Um, if folks want to want to go listen to that, <laughs> me uncomfortably explain why I didn't like the game to four people that really liked it. Um, and you know, obviously the discourse was was exhausting. Mm-hmm. And and you know, even Tony said like, because he didn't initially like The Last of Us Part One, and he hated. He watched somebody play and hated the Last of Us Part Two. Uh, he he said that he felt they did Joel dirty, and and I and I know that sentiment it was out there a lot too. Obviously, a lot of harassment that happened because of it. But of all the things of people that didn't like about that game, that was like the one thing I was totally fine with. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I thought it made complete made complete sense. You know, I, I it, it was the 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 basis of the narrative that I didn't like. Right, like I I I wasn't sure where they would go after The Last of Us. I I kind of. You know, I thought it just wouldn't be about the first game, <laughs> you know, right. um, but instead it it was like, of course, the natural conclude, the more grounded natural conclusion of like, you do something like that, somebody's going to come fucking looking for you. Um, and that was just the exact story I didn't want to hear. Like, I wanted it to be about Joel and Ellie going off on their own and like, you know, maybe Joel wants to start a family with someone and maybe Ellie wants to go keep exploring and like then that division makes the secret come out and it turns out that was the whole game that happened between this game and, and the first one you know like that we never we get to see in half-assed fa- flashbacks or whatever well, the best parts um, of the game <laughs> yeah which a lot of people say are the best parts of the game and to me that just makes them the worst parts of the game because it's like 
if this should have been the game, then I don't even care about the rest of it. Mm. Um, and all of that, and just, you know, I, I wanted to like all the new characters, but there were too many of them for me to care about any of them. And it's a bummer. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's what I expect. I, I, if this was going to be like, what, what are the consequences of what Joel did? It would be that Joel died either at the beginning or at the end, just get it over with. That made complete sense to me. And it was a good basis for Ellie's, uh, path, even though I hated how it ended. So yeah, like, um, as far as I remember, at least, um, uh, like there was no, like there was no hatred for, from me or Katie, as far as like when Joel died, um, yeah, a lot of people were so pissed. Yeah, like, I just like I, I was pretty much like, like you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like I was pretty much like oh okay, and like um, and I know I know like Katie loves Joel, but like um, you know like just like oh yeah, this is just the part of the story type of thing. So like she was like fine with it as well. So like like there's there was nothing like really because like like there's so many like there's so many texts that we had with each other when we played this game because it's like um you know like. Basically, like uh, how we loved Abby. Not not love. Okay, we didn't love Abby. We loved. <laughs> it's gonna sound bad, but like we love making fun of her. But like you know, in our own like type of way, like she was like a. Uh, because we were like, man, I was like, man, I was like, you text her like, man, Abby's so huge, but like, because I, I, I loved it, but so it was like she like took like like a third of the screen. You <laughs> look behind her, and like, but you know, I love that type of thing. But like, um, you know, there were texts like when a sex scene happened. I was like. That's, that was awkward and she's like what do you mean I'm like just wait for it and she's like oh <laughs> she got to it type of thing <laughs> yeah just wait for it mm. totally um yeah man I don't know I could go on and on you know yeah. this but uh, I, it's if you were somebody that was upset that Joel died I like I want to I want to empathize with you but I, I can't and what I would say to you is like what the fuck do you think was gonna happen <laughs> like uh, if if it was if it was gonna be after that story there was gonna be somebody pissed off that was I guess my kind of takeaway from the beginning and it made sense um anything else happen in June not really Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts Dark Road <laughs> we already skipped Kingdom Hearts uh DLC. Oh, motherfucker! Yes, in January. That, yeah, that, I love that DLC, man. Yeah. Um, uh, it's gonna sneak its way onto my game of the year list. That's how much I like. It. I I kind of like paired it up with um, Melody of Memory. Uh, yeah, the, Melody Melody of Memory. Makes yes, because like um, they were like both were like really good for like the same kind of reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, yeah, like I I loved it. It was, it was great. Um, love having more context. Love playing as Kyrie. Um, I loved the this was the Back to the Future two style time travel story that I wanted from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, uh, it was it was goofy. It was absurd. Oh, I it see what you, you did there. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I'm out here <laughs> making jokes. <laughs> it got you an incredible moment with Roxas and friends. Uh, it gets you like this absurd group battle that plays like a Kingdom Hearts 2 boss battle um, with with the, the other fighters of light you know uh, and they get to you the Mickey microwave hallway scene <laughs> the best uh, and yeah like all the extra bosses too I love like I 
would say I probably like them more than the Kingdom Hearts 2 data fights. I like uh, mm. the Azora secret boss fight probably more than Terra just because it's so, so much harder. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's on another level of difficulty. And it's funny, like, I don't do this shit with other games. Yeah, it's you so know, weird, Hearts, dude. <laughs> It is the action game that, like, I'm dedicated to get, actually get pretty good at, uh, which is so weird. It's like that and uh, somewhat the Batman games. Or actually, actually, yeah, yes, true, yes true. the Batman games, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's another good one, which is a, a weird company, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a group of franchises. But, you know, that, that's why I'm so excited for more Rocksteady games and more Batman this year. It's going to be super exciting. I'm very excited for Gotham Knights. Um, but yeah, like that really dedicated, like the days I spent trying to beat Yazora, man, like, I think it was like a week of just four hours a night, just grinding against them, like really trying to, to learn every move. And you know, that when I went and did it the second time, like played through the game and, and did it again, uh, later that year, uh, it was a lot easier. <laughs> it showed how much. Like and and to be fair, that's how like the terrified is for me now. Like once I know it, it's like in me forever, uh, which is a weird. It's a weird memory <laughs> thing that I have. But man, like there's just nothing like it for me. Like you want to talk about things that this franchise has that no other video game franchise has. For me, it's this, and it's it's like like this must be what the fucking weirdos that play Monster Hunter Endgame feel like. <laughs> like you know, like I'm the guy that like. I'm planning my fight with Yuzora the entire time. I'm planning playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, all right, I got to get enough materials to craft 12 extra power pluses and 13 extra defense pluses, right? Like, I'm <laughs> playing a whole new insane game that is, like, on a whole new level. And it's awesome. I, like, nothing else brings that out in me. And I'm so glad Kingdom Hearts does because I need to have an outlet for it somewhere. It's funny because, like... Uh, like I, I wish I was at that level as far as like playing it like that. But I was like, I'm just, I'm just a lore fucker, and like, I, I just, I just, I just, I just love just being in the world, being with these characters, and just like experiencing just that. And that's, that's kind of enough for me. Um, sure, and 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 you know, I'm that too. There oh yeah, no. the the level of of earning it is is very special to me, and it's it's really the only game that I can do it with, right? Mm-hmm. Um and and I'm proud of like getting the secret movie in Kingdom Hearts three. It was the first time I'd ever seen the secret movie not on YouTube mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> you know, because like growing up, like I just didn't like my I watched my brother play the first two games. Right, like he was the reason I I played two because I didn't like playing one. So because of this, and you know, my brother was told me when it, Birth by Sleep came out in Japan. And I just couldn't wait, so I had to know. At that point, I was obsessed with the fucking lore, and I spoiled myself on Birth by Sleep before I ever played it. You know, like uh, I guess Dream Drop Distance, I was not spoiled on. That's so that Dream Drop and 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 three. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> the only new game since. Um, but yeah, like earning beating Yazora, seeing the the final ending for myself. Uh, that was that was something special for me. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, it's a level of dedication that's a little insane. So <laughs> I won't blame you for it. But those secret bosses, in my opinion, are some of the best video game fights, period. I mean, so. like, I've done it once before, and that was with Birth by Sleep. And I don't know what about that game driv- drove that out of me, but like that was the only game I've ever like did everything, everything in the Kingdom Hearts game. And like, um, 
on PSP, and then like when it came out for PS3, I was like, nah, I, I can't do this again. <laughs> Type of thing. So I just never did it. Having again the wisdom of having replayed them for the twenty billionth time. You know how many on Xbox rhythm games I did. You know how many board games I did with that game. I think that's what killed it for I me. Know, dude. <laughs> I literally think it was that's that. Probably what did. That's why it's the only one I haven't done that with because I don't want to do that shit. Although when I played Birth by Sleep recently on Xbox, I did do a lot. I did like all the mirage arena stuff you know i got most of the commands and dude stuff. do you ugh, i had to fucking do the psp thing on um the ad hoc party to actually get yeah. to actually do that that's that's how 100 i did so much for that one game that's like it was so much dedication that I, I never did it again of course <laughs> and you did it on that little uncomfortable analog stick yeah, dude. what a madman yes dude um but uh having replayed them all again like the core grind from 1 to 99 and or 100 in the first game's case uh, and doing all the extra stuff of 1, 2 and 3 are like if you want to do the objective subjective, they're my subjective <laughs> fucking top 3 video game experiences of all time <laughs> like honest to god there's just, I because Kingdom Hearts 1 honestly climbing up that ladder with me it's really fucking good um and and just it's it's aged so well with time with me, which is so surprising. I honestly wouldn't have expected that a few years ago. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts three. I'm playing through it again now, and it's just it is it lacks a certain je ne sais quoi, um, but it is knowing knowing how truly ferocious it gets comparatively at the end with the the data battles and the the Yazora fight is like and. The Zora fight is so... It's just so cool. I the, You're in Tokyo. It's the lights, the cities. It's incredible. The music in that fight is incredible. It's just... And I, I, I you know, I know about Quadrantis. Quadrantis? Yes. Is that how you say yes. it? Something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm so excited to go there. Whatever form. If it's like a Riku game... I'm so in, man. I'm so in because I played through Dream Drop again, and that really is like a Riku game in my opinion. And another one of those would be so fun, especially if it's like three protagonists, like Riku uses Zora and Sora. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Don't even get me started on the lore, man. (laughs) We can't have that conversation here. We're already like almost two hours in. Um, Do you want to make any other highlights? Two part, a, a two parter. Um, yeah, okay. I was asking for you because, like, I don't know, like, if you were making dinner or anything. Because I'm good as far as I know. not not making dinner, but it, I probably shouldn't go for too much longer. <laughs> so that sounds responsible. Sure. Um, any other June games then? Um, I think that's sort of the the main highlights. Like, Last of Us took it that month, honestly. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at this list here. Yeah, I don't think so. Anything we missed? Uh, did you want to talk about like the PlayStation Five and Xbox real fast? Because they they, yeah. they showed off each other. Um, and 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 we can talk just about our experience with them. I, I did want to get that out there, mm-hmm. have have the thought on it, because like I've been playing a lot of Series X lately and switch between games. Man, it's a it's crazy. <laughs> it's buck wild. Like quick resume is insane um and and just the convenience factor of it is is very very good what have you been uh, uh quick resuming 
uh, multiple different Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but Birth by Sleep, Dream Drop Distance, and 3 can all be played simultaneously, and this motherfucker's been doing it. <laughs> uh, I'm just down to 3 now, but yeah, I've been also... So I'll like do a little grinding, because I'm not like watching the story or anything. I'm just playing 3, right? It's just pure mechanical experience right now. Um, so I'm like re-listening to some audiobooks while I'm playing that, and then later on after I'm like done, I'll switch to like Yakuza 0, jump back in right where I left mm-hmm. off. Um, Damien and I, the next game we've been playing together, Resident Evil 7, bam, right back where we left off. And he's like, oh shit, I don't even remember where we were. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this is exactly where we paused it last time. And then bam, right back to Kingdom Hearts 3, right where I left off. I don't even have to load up the save. Oh, dude, magnificent. Are, are you just waiting for that game that we haven't talked about yet to be on Xbox? Uh, what game? Splunky 2. No. Uh, I mean, I'm going to buy it on Switch, but... You want to buy it on Xbox um, and just quick resume? Like, let's, like, let's get it fixed real fast. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. true. That, that's, why, that's the only reason I would think about mm, quick resume. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's dangerous. <laughs> I've been, like, do, I've been playing Splunky 2 again. Like, it's it's slowly creeping back into, like, let's just do two runs. It's Monday. Let's do two runs. Let's go out. And I'm going to start streaming again, too. But um, that's what I've been... I've been playing mostly on Xbox, so I would just boot up my PlayStation and it was the thing that I put in rest mode for and just jump back in where I left off, which is how I would do it, you know, back when I had my Xbox One X and my PS4. Uh, very nostalgic. So, yeah. Uh, man, you're right. Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they, they unveiled the PlayStation 5 in June. We got to see it. It looks like a vagina to some people. Um, there was also the two SKUs reveal. That was pretty cool. The, the digital one, which I have. I have the all-digital one. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, the disc version. Yes, I do. Um, I put one disc into it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It's something like that. Um, I put none into mine, weirdly enough. What was it? Because um, it was a movie. What did we watch? Shit. Because I wanted it in 4K. Oh, Alita Battle Angel. Because I had that 4K Blu-ray for fucking forever, and I couldn't play on my Xbox. Oh, yeah, you couldn't watch and it. And I finally did. <laughs> it's, it was sick, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. That movie is sick, y'all. Yes. If you haven't seen Alita Battle Angel, it is a fun, mindless action movie. Uh, it's just, it's like, it's like anime. It's just like an anime movie, <laughs> basically. Weird. And I think it, I think it actually looks cool. Mm. I think Alita looks cool. I like, I, I really took to the the style of that. And the effects are just fucking. Bug-like. You do know it's based off of anime, right? Or uh, I'm yeah. okay. Uh, I, 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 but I like, didn't know you, know you were actually like saying that. It's like, oh, it's, it's no, like an no. anime. But like, it, it, no, it no, really it, but like you know, it, it's it's fl- it's real people, but <laughs> it is very very anime. Uh, man, that fucking rollerblading scene is. I saw it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like the last movie I saw. I'm realizing right now. <laughs> um, holy shit! Uh, and just the way that when the rollerblades were like thundering across the floor, the way it shook the theater was magical. Mm. I want you to know. Shout out. That was a February gem that I think you, me, and Max Skillville saw. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, The but anyway, the PS5. Uh, what do you think? How are you feeling on it? You, you told me it's just it's just ruined PS4 games for you forever, or ruined your PlayStation 4 for you forever. You don't need it anymore. I mean, I mean like, that's that's a real thing. I mean, like, there's no, there's literally no reason to have it. Um, yeah. Everything I have on here plays on on my four or on my five. Jesus, on my four games play on my five. Um, 
5 has a better controller cuz that that controller ruined the PS4 controller for me now. Yeah, in a weird way. Like cuz like I there there was a time, there's a time in 2013 and 14 where it was like, "Oh yeah, this is like the best controller." I was doing like the Xbox, but you know, like it's still like it feels really good type of thing, but now it's like it's hard to play. I don't know. It's like it's just touching it now. It's just like it doesn't feel right at all. I I haven't used the DualShock 4 for longer than 15 minutes to set up my my PS4 for my roommate. Um and yeah, I mean I, it's definitely not comfortable. I fucking hate the battery life on the DualSense though. <laughs> I haven't I haven't sank into any like you know, if, I'm not playing Demon Souls right now uh when I have two now. I finally have two controllers so I can just swap them out on the charger. Uh but I was not having a good time with just one of them. I'll tell you what, it's mm. like an eight-hour battery life, and it's miserable. Uh, if there's, like, a lot of vibration going on, so you right. know when I'm playing Destiny, that thing is drained to shit. Mm. Um, but, you know, I've been burning through a lot of AA batteries <laughs> on my Xbox as well, so the current times definitely behoove longer sessions for me. But, yeah, I like both controllers, actually. They're both great. Mm-hmm. The 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 The... the kind of ribbed for my pleasure xbox series x controller is super nice um, you don't you don't feel it at all it just kind of grips a little bit better uh with the playstation 5 uh, I, I will say like um like uh it, when i was playing miles morales like um like the because like this is like the only like really next gen experience i had with it um because like um other than like everything loading fast but like with miles morales it's like it's a whole new level type of thing because it's like um you know like the cards that you have on your playstation stuff and stuff like that like like with demon yeah. souls this is like oh back the tower and i just press the button and like it loads up the game but you still have to load it up kind of like the same way like with, with miles it's it's literally where you left it off so it's like it's basically quit resume but not really because uh, yeah. it's like just for that particular game and like it just goes to it straight straight up just straight where you were at and then like it, li- it literally takes like maybe a second or two to load up which is like bonkers um yeah i i've, I've been playing uh remastered spider-man remastered same deal so and it, it those are definitely like of the new gen load times like spider-man is is the top it's number one without question yeah because it's like un unfucking believe yeah because you go like you do your main mission stuff and then it's like fuck i'll just i'll guess i'll get one of those like backpacks or um what are collectibles i want to you could literally just go to the car and hit the button and you'll be right where you need to be as far as that and it's like that's that's like that just like that like as far as like open world games and like doing like side quests and shit like that 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 like makes it like so much more accessible in a weird way because <laughs> it's like oh you're just like you're in it or you're just like you go straight to the mission where you need to be like you're just right in front of it and it literally just takes like two seconds if even that to like get you to where you need to be and that's just like man man that's like yeah it's it's a brave new world and like when i get like um when I when I feel like I want to like bring out like an old console or something like that, like oh I want to play like a PlayStation One game or something like that, and like Ooh, yeah. like when I eventually want to play Metal Gear Solid again, basically what I'm saying, and then like I'm, I'm wondering how like if if I'm too ruined, I don't think I am because like I generally like playing old games, so like and like you know like whatever, I'll look at my fucking phone <laughs> and like uh me too, dude. So, so I'm right there. With so you. so it won't be too much of a, like a hassle just like to like load up something like that and like go through those screens again or whatever it's like because like there's like it's, it's funny how how used to it we were because i remember i fucking remember playing the witcher 3 
and like being like there, there it was like uh when you uh after me karen i believe her name was and like uh, there's a scene where you have to like be like in a bubble and like there's like a like a there's like a i can't remember what they were called like basically ghosts like anytime you're outside the bubble you like automatically die or something like that and then it will load up and it takes like literally like a minute or two to load up and like i was in that place for fucking hours just like just trying to get past this part and this was like, my first time playing the game too but like i love the witcher 3 but like god those little times were just like abysmal when you died like it's just like fuck man it's just like you just wait a literal minute or two to like get back to where you were just to immediately die again if you don't know <laughs> if, you, if you can't figure out what to do and it took me hours but i eventually got through it but man that was like a, a miserable experience with that game yeah i know i've told you this already but like every day i'm thankful that i platinumed sly 4 when i did because <laughs> those load times are fucking atrocious even for like a ps3 game mm-hmm. they're like 45 seconds to a minute sometimes and it's it's usually 33 seconds in that range but sometimes they push up to a minute and it's like oh what are you even loading? What? Because if you die, it respawns you in a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just going in and out of the hideout, loading up a mission. Whew, it's a rough time. So yeah, I, I, it's, I'm, if I had played that after the PlayStation 5 and Series X came out, would never have happened. Would never have platinumed it. I had to load up every fucking map. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? How many times I got to load this game? <laughs> um, so yeah, totally. I, I it's It's a brave new world we're in and the quick resume is like spider-man but for video games for yeah. whole video games. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy it's like oh i'm just in yakuza now okay i guess i'm it's time to punch somebody like immediately so it's it's this kind of catharsis that is impossible to describe are you um, somewhat bummed that there is in the i don't even know if i asked you this question or not i probably already did i can't remember there, there isn't really like a, a series X or series S or whatever. New OS. Yeah. No, not not an OS, but like a, it's a game in general, uh, to like take advantage of that system as of yet in a in like a, a no, real way, I guess you would say, quote unquote. No different than my Xbox One X, so absolutely zero change. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> totally acceptable. <laughs> but you know, like the having game and having not having Game Pass for two months and then getting Game Pass back. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a man of simple needs, and I'm very very, I'm easy to please, and I'm happy to say that. So, uh, yeah, just like gave me an opportunity to play uh, Kingdom Hearts. Like, all right, I can finally someday <laughs> dive into Spirit Fair again. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm playing Yakuza Zero on Game Pass right now for for the RPGU uh, podcast I'm doing with Scott. So, like, yeah, I I, I no, it's a bummer that there's not a game there. Uh, yes. Am I hopeful that there will be a game there someday? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully sooner rather than later, but I, I bet not even 2021. Um, we'll see about Halo. The medium. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm going to play the medium, but like I, I'm going in pretty blind on that, honestly. I've just like heard what you said, and then Ryan McCaffrey compared it to Alan Wake. I'm like, all right, say no more. I'll be there, but, you know, I have high expectations. Um, so, but, but yeah, I... I Xbox has an ecosystem that is very comforting for me, so I know that's such a what a fucking corpo thing to say, but 
you know, they, they they got me on the on the hook with with other things with many 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 Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, uh, that backwards compatibility does it for me, man. Um, that's that's literally big, what I needed. Big deal. It is a big deal for me. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's a big deal for me too, and it, it's cool to now look and see like, oh, I have like an Xbox library. It's mostly digital, but it's most it's probably fifty percent old games. But it's like I could really get into whatever I'm feeling on this thing in in a way that is so cool. Like do um, like do no, no joke. I've, I've been I've been hankering for it because because I I I have to find it because like I got to do some. Um, black internet or dark internet whatever <laughs> i gotta do some dark internet shit but like i, I want to play alpha protocol I, i'm i'm beating oh. for it and like that's like i kind of need to but like it's delisted and it's not backwards compatible on the xbox so i gotta do some dark internet shit to play on pc soon so we'll see what happens with that yeah that game came to pc but yeah i guess if it's, it was delisted, delisted yeah Man, Alpha Protocol lost the time. What a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never played that game, but it was always... Because, you know, I, I, I just jumped in on Mass Effect. But uh, but speaking of that, I, I've been hankering to play Mass Effect, man. Like, I haven't really played those games in so many years. Mm-hmm. Like, 2016, I think, was when I replayed them. Um, it, that's five years ago. Uh, so, But, of course, of course I want to play Mass Effect when I have to wait for the remaster to come out. God, I, 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 I just, I'm so curious if you're going to do anything, anything to that game. Yeah. I don't know. They, I mean, they certainly made it seem like they're going to do nothing. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, that, those are two sides of the same coin in some ways. Because, um, like, faster loading is cool. Faster loading would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got faster loading now on my PC. <laughs> like, For me, if it's like, faster loading and 60 fps that's all i need because i just want to play them again yeah right? again man of simple needs but it would be cool to see them really reformat some of the combat systems in mass effect one make it not feel terrible for example yeah. i don't know huh? yeah because i expect it, the, expect the worst and hope for the best you know? basically that's where i'm at uh but yeah the reality of where bioware's at is very different uh, I think that's it. Yeah, we'll we'll call it here somewhere in June. Also, Mixer died. The that's the only thing. Other thing. <laughs> what? what Mi- Mixer out? died. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Rip Mixer. I forgot about Mixer. That'll tell you how hard it died, man. 2020. The year of many casualties. Yeah. That's a bummer how that happened, too. That was a real... That was a real bad... It was a real bad time. Mm-hmm everybody finding out the day it was announced and it's like it's t- it's like two weeks from now it's like people crying on streams and stuff like oh yeah but uh you know shout out to twitch for having more and more partners this year uh, and facebook gaming too i guess i guess but it's, it's now we're in that part where i like i wonder how sustainable this is mm. more and more streamers it's just like youtube all over again i'll, I'll uh, let but you that's know. conversation for another day <laughs> Nice and grim <laughs> ending to this uh, this podcast. That was fun. There's a lot of video games in one half of a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll we'll reconvene. Uh, I might save these so I can put them out close to each other. But we'll reconvene to uh, to talk about uh, July through December. Yeah, they're evergreen, so it would be good. Um, 
not necessarily. Um, well, I don't, I don't even know if you've thought of it. I'm pretty sure you have, obviously. But like, um, in the next one, just talk about like favorite games of the year, shit, top ten type thing. Yeah, um, I definitely have a, a list, and and there will be a written list on rationalpatch.com at some point. So the end of January is probably when that will be available to folks. So. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of video games that came out in 2020, like I said. So, a lot of them are good. A lot of them worth at least mentioning. So, uh-huh. um, well, thanks for joining me, Namashin. Of course. Good to have you back. I mean, it was heartbreaking. You put out that video on Twitter. <laughs> dude, sometimes I, it, it's so weird, man, with me. Because it, it, it's like. Uh, I love it, dude. <laughs> It's like I was like, oh, okay. I'll make I'll make a good emotional video for my goodbye to my friends on the rational passions. This will be great. And then like midway through, I'm realizing like, oh, there's a part in here where like I pretty much the joke goes too far. Like I literally die, and I was like, "Is that when you tweeted?" I think I like taking things when the joke goes too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, this, this is why I always stop what I create and shit like that because it's like, oh man, I'm, I'm taking this too far, and I get this super. I have to stop. But it's like, I, I, depression, work, shooting you. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, this is this is too dark. This is like, but no, I said I, I want to do this. So like, it's funny too because like this is very like early 2000s me where it's like oh like i have zero idea how to use premiere i've never used premiere before so i did a free trial and like i spent hours just like figuring it out and just like did all those effects by myself but sure it's like generic shit like that but i'm proud of what i put out there and like i was impressed uh, i will say i was impressed yeah like just the, <laughs> the tracking on the face was better than i thought it was yeah I, I i tried to learn how to do that real fast the keyframes you put into that <laughs> must have taken you a long time it was <laughs> um but yeah that was a dumb thing i did um but i'm happy with it it's funny it was funny yeah. Uh, in your defense, so uh, bro, I had to fucking find old videos of ourselves, and I, I was determined not to listen to anything. I don't want to hear my voice. I don't want to hear anything we're talking about because I don't know what the fuck we're saying. <laughs> of course, that was the part that got me like unexpectedly emotional. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is too far. <laughs> so I was like, now I have to tell him it's too far. Yeah, but yeah, only because you died at the end. <laughs> Also, you never put your face on Charlie Sheen. People I like, wanted yeah, Charlie to. Sheen's not I wanted to, because um, I was going to the reface uh, tracker thing, but like I never, I did, I just like this is taking way too long. I, I just want to get this out, so I put it out. Yeah. Um, and glad I did it before the next day. So yeah, me too, dude. Shout out, good timing. Mm-hmm. Got all that news out before anything else happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the episode. That's patch notes. Which is uh, the new name for this little you and me get together. Um, We'll be back uh, soon, I would say, with more more talking about 2020 and uh, our favorite games of the year. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining me, Nabashin. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We love you. Bye. Bye.